It's about that time. For the inside trim. You know that nasty trim. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? You better be ready, bro. Because you're about to get inside trim. And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? Oh, yes, we are definitely back. This is the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, episode number 12. My You're name, singing, huh? I'm singing. All right. <laughs> my name is Brandon Olinger, and I am featured alongside by my partner in crime, Ben Watson, back from a hiatus. What up? What up? What up? Man, what is up, Ben? Oh, man, you know I'm back. You back excited? better than ever, baby. Oh, I'm pumped. I missed some good stuff, though. You did. I'm not you happy did about stuff. it. Though. It was a good time. All right, now finish up your intro so we can get rolling into this, where people can follow us at, where people can email us at, and then let's roll. Thanks, boss. I'll do that right now. <laughs> okay. If you want me to do it, I can do it. <laughs> no. All right. So, yeah, this is the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Inside Trip one If you want to send us an email, please do so to the Inside Trip one at gmail.com. I've heard we got two emails. We did. We, we got two emails. Yeah. And it wasn't one of them from, one of them from my best man at my wedding. One of them. So, damn it. So, we did. We, we've gotten two emails so far. Big shout out. Big thanks to Dan Ranzik as well as Sean Chatterton for sending us some emails, giving us a little little feedback we appreciate those um sean chatterton who just so happened to be one of uh ben's best men in his wedding actually said i never thought i would be able to listen to ben for an hour but thankfully i'm with him because it makes it more palatable i can't listen to myself for an hour i hate having to sit here and listen to you i don't even listen to this podcast you know what i like (laughs) about dan ranzak emailing us and it's something that i wish i always did he listened to our podcast and then he wrote back his opinions on what we talked about. Instead yep. of just saying, hey, good job. He wrote back here, you guys talked about this. I think this, I think this, I think this. Yep. So many times I'm listening to a podcast and I'm like, you know what? I should pause this right here and write this down because I should send this later because this is my thought and I never do. So if you guys are listening to this and you hear us say something stupid, outlandish, or something that you want to chat about, please send us an email or send us a tweet that says, hey, this is my opinion on this because the sole goal of us doing this thing is so we can interact with more wrestling fans. Absolutely. That and the chicks. I mean... <laughs> You mean by my uh, your wife and my wife? Yeah, they man. think we're superstars. They, they think we're so sweet. <laughs> so yeah, don't. As Ben said, feel free to uh, tweet him out. Tell him what an idiot he is. I tell him all the time. So I'd love if more of you guys did that as well. Yeah. All right, man. So I, again, we've talked about it before. This wrestling season seems to be like the season of drama. Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. It's like Jerry Springer up in this thing, man. It's like Jerry Springer up in this wrestling season. It's crazy, and everybody's noticing it. If you follow it on Twitter, it's like popping off this week. It's crazy. So much stuff is going on. Um, so I, I, there's a number of different things we can start with. What do you want to start off with this week? How about let's just do this? Yeah. Go Why ahead. don't we just start off with how about David Taylor at the World Cup? Oh man, he was fantastic. He beat some absolute world level studs i mean he beat two olympic gold medalists and an olympic bronze medalist and he really didn't have that many close matches and a junior world champ too right i don't know about that i can't i know I, I think all four guys that he had had uh won prestigious medals i mean he beat yasdani chirati from iran just broke him oh absolutely i mean yasdani was pushing him around yeah yasdani he was the champ at 74 kilos um for the olympics um he was on the opposite side of godoyev i believe who beat jordan burroughs 
I think it was Godoyev who beat Jordan Burroughs. And then Yazdani beats Godoyev like at the end of the match, like crazy, um, to win the Olympics. And uh, David Taylor just put it put it to him. And he broke him. He pinned him. It sweet. sweet. It was good to watch. Um, and speaking of, you know, good job, man. USA Wrestling, they put out such a great team for that event. And we really, really had a chance to to win that World Cup this year. Um, I mean, we're – one one victory away, one one match that that should, you know could have gone our way from from winning that World Cup. Um, you know, I'm not going to say it's anybody's fault. Everybody plays a part in that. I I really did not expect to see Logan Steber lose that match well, in the, I mean, against he's the return, Iran. Yeah, I mean he's the you returning know. world world gold medalist yep. at, at that weight class. He didn't shouldn't look at himself that match. The rest of the he tournament didn't. he was gunslinging. You know, he had he had some come from behind wins, but we know that mm-hmm. from him. Look at him in Worlds, mm-hmm. two matches he won like in the last like two seconds. This one, he just didn't really get to his offense against uh, the Iranian. And I don't know much about this Iranian, but, you know, Logan just didn't look himself there. And it it can happen, man. You're traveling across the world. Right. You're tired. And, you know, it's... Big time zone difference. Yeah, You've already wrestled three matches. Them, so. so I'm it, not concerned about Steber. You no. know an interesting thing? that You know David Taylor, the guy from Azerbaijan that he beat, was the guy that knocked out Kale in the 2011 Worlds? Knocked what, him down to the. Um, was that when Kale made his comeback? Yeah, took fifth. Knocked him down to the um, to the Rebusha. Did it really? Yeah, and Taylor Taylor beat him. It's like I, I forget his name, like Saroff or something like uh-huh. that. It's pretty. That's I thought interesting. That was interesting. That is interesting. The student has become the teacher. Ooh, so you know, I I tried to watch as many of the matches as I could when they were on while I was awake. Um, and so, take my biggest takeaways, I think, obviously, was the phenomenal performance that David Taylor had. Um, you know, it was nice to see Jordan Burroughs back on the mat, but I don't know if it was just me or... The, it, I mean, he just, went undefeated. It, 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 he did. He went undefeated. He won the matches, but it, he wasn't winning matches, and I think in the in the fashion or, or style that we're used to seeing him win those matches. What are your thoughts on that? I, I don't disagree for... I think I think he DQ'd one guy and then beat one guy 10-1, but he had two tight matches against guys that, you know... I wouldn't have thought they would have been tight matches. Another th- interesting thing is he did the guy from Azerbaijan that he wrestled was the guy that Mark Hall beat in the semis of uh, Junior Worlds. Oh. So yeah, the dirty one. Yeah, the one that tried to shake <laughs> yeah. the dude's hand. Yeah, they <laughs> tried to shake his hand and then yeah, yeah. But uh, JB, I'm not saying he lost a step, but remember he's been off the mat for a little while and he's tra- this was the first thing he came right, back to. Right. So like we always say, some rust timing can be something that you lose, but at the same time, and uh, you know other. You know, prognosticators have pointed this out. Other people have pointed this out. Father Time's undefeated, and eventually Jordan Burroughs isn't going to be the Jordan Burroughs that we know. Right. And is it now he's finding different ways to win because maybe his powerful blast double isn't working anymore because he didn't really shoot it that much. It's um, a good point. You know, is because, you know, savvy wrestlers are going to find other ways to win. Like the old coach, right, that steps yep. on your foot and takes you down in practice because he don't want to <laughs> drop to a knee. I've seen you do that a couple yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> So I don't know yet. I don't know if it's Rust or if it's you know him just getting a little older in the wrestling game and trying to, and finding different ways to win. I think he's still definitely got some time left on. Oh him. yeah, for sure. But you know he's he, it's going to be interesting because right now he's going to have a heck of a match with Kyle Dake just to determine who's going to have that spot and maybe not because the worlds might add some, some different weight classes. Yeah, but I I thought they weren't adding those weight classes until 2018. Oh, then I could be completely wrong. And I may be wrong on that. Don't quote me. Um, I just, for some reason, it's sticking in my head that I thought they were adding weight classes, but it wouldn't be until 2018. Um, you know, you make a great point about Burroughs. It's, he went undefeated. Um, 
and maybe he just is. Maybe it was rust. He's been off the mat for a while. I think you know, obviously he's got other he's got other priorities in his life. He's a family man now, um, and maybe he's just getting to that point to where it's like, listen, you know, I survived off my explosiveness and athleticism, you know, previously on my along previous with great cycle technique. runs. And great technique. Yeah, along but, with great technique. But maybe sure. he's, you know, having to be a little more strategic, strategical in his, sure. you know, in his preparation and his matches or whatnot. Which doesn't so. mean that, you know, a, a wrestler of that level, you know, and of that acumen is going to be able to figure it out. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I could definitely see another world title or two in his, in his, um, you know, in his pocketbook there, but I'm not sure that he's going to make that 2020 run. And to Tokyo, yeah. right? It, I mean, that's a that's a long that's ways a long off. Ways a long away, ways off. A lot know, can and, happen, and a, and a lot can happen to your body too, which makes it insane that what like the Bruce Baumgartners and stuff did, like thirteen medals, right? And, and also, I mean, to compound things, the weight class that he's at, that he is currently at right now, is probably the deepest for the United States. Oh, by far. I mean, it's, it's I mean, undis- indisputable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's indisputable just by far. So anyway, um, good showing by the United States, man. I, it would have been nice to see him get that real cup, but. What do you think about um, the the decision by the USA to wrestle Gwiz, Ray the first two matches, then Gwiz the last two? Now, Ray lost his first match, but then he goes and beats Magomedov of Russia, who is a Russian national champ. Mm-hmm. Really good guy. Everybody knows who Magomedov is. Um, and Ray beats him 4-1. to one. Mm-hmm. And then they sit him right after that, and Gwiz goes 0-2, I believe. Um, I, I can check for sure, but I know he lost the last one. And, yeah, he lost, he went 0-2. He lost 3-1 to one and 5-0. Five, five to zero. And, you know, that's a match that, you know, that could have been one of the matches that flipped to, to win the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if maybe the coaches were thinking stylistically it was a better match. Um, but at the same time, do you play the hot hand? Ray was obviously, you know, the hot hand at the time. Um, Gwiz and Ray are two have two completely different styles. I think Gwiz is a little more on the offense. Absolutely. Um, obviously, Ray's a little bit bigger, kind of plays that, you know, I don't even want to know how you. Well, it's more of an international it. style. It really is. Yeah. Hold position. Right. And t- Hold and, position. And, 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 and attack outs, when it's there. Attack when it's there. I totally agree. And, you know, people don't give Ray, in my opinion, en- enough credit. Um, people, you know, they're all on, a lot of people are on the Gwiz train because he's very athletic. And I think he is the future at that weight class. But Ray's not bad. People, have, people forget that he was a national champ, champion, I believe, for Lehigh. I did. Wasn't he a junior champ, too? Junior world champ? That you would know I wouldn't. Um, the dude can wrestle, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just interested in why they did that. Maybe they said, "Look, you're getting the first two, you're getting the last two, and that's just the way it, it is." Made, yeah, maybe, maybe it was already predetermined. Sure, but who knows? Know. It's easy to play hindsight. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But anyway, I thought it was a pretty good showing by the United States. So it's a great showing. The they're, future they're is close. bright for us. They're close to beating Iran. Oh yeah. I oh mean, yeah. They're, you know, they're they're one match away from beating Iran. For sure. One, one went away from beating Iran, which you know, Steven might be able to flip that match or something. Isn't the World Cup next year in the USA? It it's in Iowa. So yeah, so that's gonna be pretty sweet. I'm making that road trip. For yeah, sure. let's do that road trip because our boys are not gonna have to have that huge time zone difference. I think it's gonna make a big difference. All right, man. So uh, let's moving on from that. Um, let's just go ahead and talk about. Let's, you want to talk, you, you talk drama? You want to talk Ohio State? You want to well, talk both the drama? But <laughs> let's, no, let's talk a little drama with this. Um, I think there's a little bit. Of, there's a little bit of drama surrounding um, the wrestling media. That's go that's going on in wrestling, but I think it ties in with this uh, this rumor of who's going to be taking over the Iowa State head coaching job. As, as people know from what we touched on two podcasts ago, um, Kevin Jackson has uh, kind of been giving his marching orders, um, for lack of a better term, right? And said that look, you, you know, you weren't. I, I, this is my word. You're not getting it done. You're, we'll give you administration position because you're a great person. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, you're not doing the job. I mean, they just ultimately got they're they making, got hammered by Minnesota today. Ultimately, they're not performing well under him. They're making a coaching change. I think one of the things that we talked about was it was it was the timing of their announcing it was kind of surprising. He's going to stay on till the end of the season. Um, I, I think now I'm understanding a little bit why yep. they did that. Yep. And you know, maybe maybe you have the same thoughts on this, but ultimately. There are so many positions that are open right now that they needed to get a jump on getting the guy who they want, whoever that guy ends up being. Yeah, because Pitt's recruiting hard too. Correct. You know. Secondly, many of those wrestlers, their recruits have asked for releases. They have 30 days to respond to those releases. So I think if they can make the right hire, get that announced, they can start working on keeping some of those recruits. Um, so that's kind of where I'm standing on. That's my opinion on why they released that information when they did. I agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, to, to break, uh, we're going to break some news here that, that nobody really else has, that uh, Iowa State offered Kevin Dresser the job. It's, <laughs> yeah, nobody has it. Nobody's got that info. Are you sure? Because is, I'm, it, is it Kevin Dresser, right? It's Kevin, right? Yeah, Kevin Dresser. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, let's see, uh, uh, Flo wrote an article, Internet published an article, the Iowa State Gazette or whatever has published an article that said it, it was a done deal. Yeah. But apparently it's not My a done deal. My grandma actually called me and t- she tweeted it. <laughs> no, she did. Yeah, she did. Well, why is your grandma not following me on Twitter? She, she don't got Twitter. I'm just kidding, I'm just, um, But um, <laughs> So ultimately, yeah. We broke the story. This is what we know, all right? So Kevin Dresser obviously has been offered the position. Big money on the table. But I think some of these media outlets may have jumped the gun on the acceptance of that position. Would you agree? Based on the stuff that, the, okay, so, you know, I, we talked with, and, you know, I'll say it because he said I could say it, Jersey Hokey, who I don't even know his name, but Jersey Hokey on Twitter. Who's close to the program. Yeah, very close to the program. He said, and this probably, as we're talking, it might be, you know, things might change. He said Dresser was offered the position and had 24 hours to consider. And the decision was supposed to be made by. S- yeah, sometime. Tonight. Sometime today, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, I just think it's so interesting how these – where the communication gets mixed up with these journalists and these media people, man. I mean – Well, everybody wants to be the first, right? Every, they, they, everybody wants to be the first. Because it's – I tell you what. There is a – let's call it like we see it, bro. What would we say we're going to do with this podcast? We're going to sit around. We're going to drink beer and we're going to talk wrestling. And we're going to tell how it is. We're going to tell how it is. Track Wrestling and Flow – Track Wrestling, who's now owned by NBC – and Flow Wrestling, they're in, a, they're in a marketing battle right now. Huge. I mean, it's monster. So, you know, Track Wrestling, they got bought out by NBC and just get this huge contract with UWW to basically broadcast all this stuff next year. Yep. You know, Flow, um, they, you know, they, they are, they kind of were the king for a long time. Not to say they're still not, but, you know, now they're, they're well, they've fighting got exc- for content. Right. And they've got exclusive rights with, with certain schools, but at the same time, NBC Sports got the exclusive the exclusivity of the rights to the National Collegiate Wrestling or whatever duels the dual championship series, so that's created a big rift. I'm sure anybody that listens well, to this podcast a legal rift. A, right because um, they went to court, right? Yeah, they, I, well, that's you know is that I, what you heard? I, yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard is that there there was um that there there was a, a lawsuit filed. That, now I'm, I can't confirm that or to deny that, but again, I don't really consider myself you know a journalist, so I'm going <laughs> to say it. And like I said, I'm saying it with a caveat. I heard they went to court about it. And they ruled in um, Flow Wrestling's favor that they were going to be able to broadcast like the South Dakota State duel, or, Ed- Edinburgh, and Edinburgh duel, and the, the big State. one, Okie State, Ohio, right. or, or Penn State. So basically, what happened was NWCA they mm-hmm. get the or NBC gets the NWCA duels. Heck yeah, they won Okie State, Penn State. Mm-hmm. 
Flo says, hey, we got an exclusive with Okie State. That was like their first exclusive they've ever had right. as a team. I don't know how, what went down. I don't know the arguments. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a lawyer, but that's not my specialty terribly, obviously. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. But here's my thing with it. And this is more coming as I'm, I'm, I'm talking as a fan, basically. Let me hear it. All right. So NBC has the rights to the duels with minus the rights that Flow Wrestling has to the teams that they're that they're working yes. with. Okay. There's a big fight over it. Who should who should you know who should stream it? Who should produce it? Who should broadcast it? Whatever. NBC has the rights to all the other duels. However, NBC wasn't broadcasting any of those through NBC Sports. They were broadcasting them through streams through Track, track wrestling, wrestling, which NBC owns. NBC Correct. Sports owns Track Wrestling. Correct. At the same time, while Flow was be able to uphold what they were able to do by broadcasting the South Dakota State Purdue match, the Edinburgh Iowa match, and obviously the big one today that just took place, the Oklahoma State and Penn State match. My concern is this. Well, let's just say they were trying to broadcast. They were this. trying to broadcast. But go ahead. I'm this. sorry to interrupt you there. Both NBC Sports basically wanted nothing to do with this because they didn't give any coverage on the NBC Sports website. Tracks, tracks, streams, horrible. I was trying to watch the Ohio State Cornell match today, and it froze so many times. I finally just had it to was give up. It, was it was un- unwatchable. It was unwatchable. It was unwatchable. Okay. Um, and then obviously, Flow Wrestling. I mean, I think everybody knows that. The duel that everybody wanted to watch was Penn State, Oklahoma State, and I mean, it was server just crashed. server crashed. We, you we, have, we watched it on freaking Periscope Live, hooked up from your computer to your TV. Exactly. And, my funniest part was that Bader and Piles were still broadcasting. You can kind of hear them in the background. I was about to tweet, like, hey, who are you, like, who are you talking to? And then I got nothing against Bader. You know, I mean, like, I got nothing. I got nothing against, against any of them. Yeah. And, I, and I'm one of the people that says that, I, I mean, I pay my $150 a year. Me too. For, for the Flow Sports. I paid my money. I paid my money. <laughs> you you want to know what I think is really interesting, though? So Dave Glazer, you know our boy Dave Glazer. He's yeah. going to be going to Big Tens with us. Yeah. Right? I'm trying to get here. I wrestled with him in high school. He wrestled at NAIA in college. Pretty good. You know, a couple-time national qualifier. Hasn't really followed the sport until we got him back into it. Guess what? He turned on the Cornell Ohio State duel. So this is what everybody's talking about, the casual fan. Yep. Everybody talks about the casual fan. He turns on the Ohio State Cornell duel. He's starting to learn these Ohio State guys. He turns it off after 30 minutes because he says it's unwatchable. It was unwatched. I mean, it was and, absolutely and we, unwatched. You and I just turned a casual fan into watching a duel on a Sunday when he's sitting there by himself. Mm-hmm. And he, it was unwatchable. He couldn't watch it. But talk about get, gaining casual fans. If you got to watch a freaking duel live on Periscope, the biggest – Flo Wrestling called it the duel of the century. It, I mean, okay, duel Which of the century. Which it cent- wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, duel of the century, okay, I, I get the hype. You're building it up as you should You're, you know, for marketing. It was definitely the duel of the season by far. But, and here's my thing. I got nothing against the people from Flow. I, the ones that we've been able to communicate with and chat with and talk wrestling with, you know, they have been nothing but, but great people. They've done, I would say... The ones that respond the, to when we ask questions? Yeah, I mean, I mean look, we, were, we had a guy from Flow Wrestling on our podcast last week. You know, big thanks, you yeah, know, again, uh, to, to the Nomad for joining me on that podcast last week. But, you know, the, my thing is this, man. It's like, if you're going to, to hype it up that much... You've got to make sure that your stream is going to work because there are, I mean, people are paying good money for this. They, that, I bet you people were having parties. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people maybe a little younger than us, like college kids or, you know, fresh out of college. They're having people over. They're grilling out. This is like a football. People, mm-hmm. Somebody tweeted this is Super Bowl Sunday wrestling. You know, Basically. I forget who it was. I apologize. Um, but, you know, 
so, so you and I, we got together. We got, we cracked yeah. some beers. We're talking, and we have to sit there and watch it on Periscope. What about people that got together, 15, 20 people in a house, you know, flipping burgers, having a great time. and Ready for the match. And, and they can't even watch and they it. they can't watch it. You know, but at the same time. And they got to follow it on freaking Twitter. At the same time, I will say this. You know, I'm not, I don't think there has been another corporation, company, person, whomever, that has impacted the sport of wrestling more in the last 10 years, five, you know, five to 10 years than flow wrestling. You're, you're 100% okay? right. And they have done a ton of great things. And I think people need to, yes, while people ha definitely have the right to complain and hold flow accountable because of the streaming issues, because we are paying money for this service, also take a step back and understand that things happen you know, there are some things that are out of certain people's control and think of all the good things that Flo has done. But if they're going to continue to do this and going to continue to want people to pay that $150 a year for that membership and, and, and hype up these matches and broadcast them, you've got to be able to guarantee the service is going to be there. Exactly. I, I don't give them a pass. Um, they've done a ton for wrestling. More for wrestling than anybody else out there, and it's undisputable in terms of you know in terms of broadcasting content. But this isn't the first rodeo with them having streaming issues. You need to figure it out if you're going to charge if you're going to charge money. If you're going to charge money for because it. you know what, um, you know I was chatting with Tommy Baranowski from Blood Round, kind of well because he wasn't even able to watch the match, mm -hmm. um, and he said this was supposed to be on NBC Sports. It's supposed to be on TV. It could have been on MC NBC Sports. Yeah, you're right, and. It, you know, or not supposed to. So, yeah, that's what that that was their plan. So Devil's Advocate, everybody would have got to watch it. You know. Yeah, I mean, and the worst part is, is you know, you got track wrestling and NBC Sports. You know, kind of stirring the pot with flow. You got flow stirring the pot with track wrestling and NBC Sports, and and, and oh, they're I, battling and, right now. They're they, battling they for battling. marketing and content. I but, tell you what. But the sad part is, is you both failed today. You both absolutely failed today. And it, it I mean, it's, God, it sucks. Because if there was two things I wanted to do, I wanted to watch the Oki State-Penn State duel. And I wanted to watch Bo Jordan wrestle Brian Real Buto and Mymar wrestle Gabe yep. Dean. And you know what? I, I couldn't do all that. And I'm pretty happy that, well, I'm going to, it stinks that we didn't get to watch Bo Jordan wrestle Ryan Robito. Um, Yeah, I'd like to watch Mymar um, keep it to a four-point decision against uh, Gabe Dean because you know I, I don't think he's going to beat Gabe Dean at the end of the you know at the end of the year. But it shows that he's progressed since the beginning of the season. And if you look at his last couple wins, all right, I'm liking Mymar right now. I know we're just jumping randomly into other places, but we'll probably head that way anyways. So yeah, let's do it now. Let's, yeah, let's get into the Ohio State. Match. Yeah, let's so, stop talking about the drama. Well, do you think Dresser takes a job? I think he does. He's from there, isn't he? Man, God, you know, I, I, I'd say I'm thinking he is definitely that he's probably going to end up taking this job, and I can't blame him, but I am actually, me as a wrestling fan, I'm sad to see it because Kevin Dresser brought Virginia Tech back from the dead, and not only did he bring them back from the dead, he built them from a just a a school that had a wrestling team to a school that had a powerhouse wrestling program, you know, they got a trophy I, they, last year. They get trophies. They, you know, they recruit well. He got the full the administration to fully support that program. Do they do they have a regional training center out there too? Yeah, they do. That that, that he runs himself. Yep, correct. He so runs he it runs that program. He does the administrative duties for that program. He's the original Frank Papaluzio. 
You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. he's the original guy. He right. he did not to say you know not to say that, but he kind of paved the way for Southern School to be mm-hmm. able to like be a legit powerhouse in wrestling. So. I can totally understand him taking the job at Iowa State. I mean, let's face it, it, it probably is a little more high profile of a job in the terms of college wrestling. Um, but I really hope that if he does, that that Virginia Tech re- goes hard after another great coach, somebody that can be another great coach for them and keep that program afloat. I, I think they will. Th- they have to. Well, I mean, they're in the ACC. To, it's, I tell you what, it's and, a, wrestling's coming. It's wrestling's a really getting great big wrestling in the ACC. Com- I think wrestling in the ACC is better than the Big 12. I'd, I mean, I'd say there's they, definitely they, an argument to be Oki, made. You don't got the Oki State, but you got the Virginia Tech and the NC State. Yeah. And NC State beat North Carolina. Well, then they beat Oki State last year in a duel. I can't. Yeah, at Oki State. I can't remember. It was the only time Oki State ever lost, or they're the only ones that got a winning record against Oki State at home, or something like that. I forget that. Yeah, but they beat them last year. So, yeah, I if, if Dresser goes, um, you know, who knows who they're going to give it to, but or who, you know, who knows who they're going to come in, but I got to imagine it's a it's a job that a lot of people are going to want to want to want, and you know we shouldn't speculate too much about who might go there until we know for sure if Dressers leaving or not, which we don't. No, we definitely don't know for sure. I mean, I say my my own, you know, n- not knowing anything. My own opinion is is that he takes the job. I, I think that there's probably enough credence out there that says he's going to eventually take this job. There's going to be there has to be an official announcement here sometime. We'll probably all hear this evening, um, or m- maybe early tomorrow. Who knows? Um, you know, but on top of that, it's not just dresser leaving. I mean, he's got great coaches out there with him, you know, and I would assume that, that, you know, if those coaches decide not to stay at Virginia tech, um, Virginia tech's not only going to lose Kevin dresser, they could lose those other coaches as well. Yeah, they they definitely, they definitely could. I mean, that's just logical, right? You know, I I don't, I don't know if they would or not, you know, who knows? One of them might be promoted to the head coach job. Yeah, Maybe Zadik would want to be the head coach job out there, but we don't know. I don't know. All yeah. right, let's, let's. You know what? Basically, the bottom line is between track and flow, ELE. And this is another semi-pro reference. Everybody love everybody. I know you guys are in a battle, but everybody love everybody, okay? Because we're all actually. You know what? They're companies. They're they trying to make money. They they can fight it out. I love everybody. I mean, you would have to think that there's enough room in this business for more than one company to broadcast wrestling. We've gone from days where we couldn't watch any wrestling to now we're getting days where we can't watch any wrestling, <laughs> where everybody's broadcasting it, but I can't watch the damn stream. Yeah, we were literally at the same spot, but now I'm paying money for it. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. Um, I'll tell you what. It, ben and I were discussing this earlier. Listen. If you want to pay us five bucks a month yes. plus our travel costs, we will go to any match that you want us to, and we will live stream it from Periscope on we'll, Twitter and Facebook. And for we'll you. even commentate. We will commentate. We'll turn on a speaker. Yeah, so. you're darn right. Five All bucks. right, let's move on, man. How about them Buckeyes? How about them Buckeyes? Oh. You know what stinks? I missed. So last week, you know, I was I was on vacation, and the Buckeyes were rolling. Then they just beaten Rutgers, mm-hmm. um, Nebraska. And Minnesota. Man, Minnesota. And they were looking great after two tough losses to Penn State and Iowa. And I'm like, all right, now we're peaking. Yep. Now we're starting to look good. Mymar puts a, you know, a little bit of a butt whooping on uh, TJ Dudley. Yep. You know, uh, Luke Pletcher beats Colton McChrystal. I'm yep. like, ah. Good win for him. Yeah. Mymar also beats the crap out of Gravina. Bojo's back on the mat. Bojo's back on the mat, you know. But so I was I was pumped up. And, you know, now even though we lost the duel today to Cornell, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down. I'm going to be, I'm trying to stay high on Ohio State right now. Uh, and, and, and we should continue to stay high on Ohio State. Here, And here's my basic thoughts on this duel. You know, ultimately, and this is what I don't want. This is what, 
it's inevitable that this is going to happen. And I hate when people get on social media and message boards. They're going to blast Ohio State and they're going to blast Kyle Snyder saying, yet another duel that Ohio State loses because Kyle Snyder was not there. People get over that. Who cares? Who cares? Kyle Snyder was representing his his country wrestling in the World Cup against much better competition than he would have got today against Cornell Wrestling's Jeremy Sweeney. And no offense to Jeremy Sweeney, but it's the truth. No, no. Actually, offense to Jeremy Sweeney. No, I'm just kidding. So, I mean, literally, people, get over, okay? He's got an arrangement with Ohio State, you know, that he can, you know, do you, do people not realize how much of a treat it is to get to watch a guy like Kyle Snyder wrestle collegiately? I mean, what? I don't f- think any Ohio State fans are complaining. I, I, I think there are some fans that are complaining. I, I, from what I saw, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but like on, maybe, I don't know, but like if I go to the .net, I, don't, I didn't see one person, maybe one complain I, about it, but... I think people are making comments about it, but there are people out there that are posting on Twitter, you know, the Matt.com message boards, and maybe they're not Ohio State fans. I don't know. I don't care who, what fans they are. Just get over it, people, because Kyle Snyder could have made the decision to say, I'm done wrestling in college, much like he made the decision to say, I'm done wrestling in high school. Okay. But or I'm yet, done he, wrestling 197. Yes. But he didn't. He decided and was able to work out a plan with the coaches at Ohio State to not only wrestle collegiately, but to continue repping his country. Oh, by the way, winning medals for his country and winning t- championships for his school. So appreciate what you're getting re- what you're getting to see right now because there's going to come a time when he's not here anymore doing this at the collegiate level. And I, I just don't what think do people think, truly appreciate What do you think helps the program in its entirety? And I'm talking about recruiting. I'm talking about exposure to, like, the athletic department, you know, the AD, the president of Ohio State. And I'm talking about just in general the fans. And, and then Ohio State, the wrestling team itself. What do you think helps better? Snyder preparing himself to win more world medals and gold medals or Snyder beating Jeremy Sweeney and us winning against Cornell? Recruiting and all that stuff. Oh, I'm going with the fact that Snyder wrestling internationally. Let's face it, all right? Kyle Snyder is the first collegiate wrestler to win a gold medal while he's still in college. That's huge. Oh, by the way, he's only the second, I believe, Ohio State University athlete to win a gold medal while in college. Mm -hmm. And I think he was the second person to win a world medal while in college. Didn't John Smith do it too? Or maybe not. But I know he's one of the top, and he was the youngest guy to win a world medal. Sure, sure. Um, So... Before we get into the the match with Cornell, people, Ohio State did not lose this match because Kyle Snyder was not there. Had he been there, would we have won it? Yes, but he is not the sole reason that this match was lost by the Buckeyes. Okay, and I wanted to. Just, I'm sorry, I had to get up on a hey, soapbox and say that because it irritates me. I I I, I totally agree. I totally I totally, <laughs> I totally agree with you. Look, Kyle Snyder is going to be there at Big Tens, and he's going to be there at NCAA's, and he's going to win both of them, and he's going to win both of them convincingly, in my opinion, based on what I've seen. Um, you know, out there, even, you know, what I've seen where he beat the crap out of Neville's and Neville's had a close one with Medbury. I just don't see Kyle Snyder losing. So, look, take we're going to take the points and it's going to put us in the running for, you know, a trophy for sure. Maybe a potential national title. Who knows? Who knows? So, but yeah, let's get on to this duel. Um, big takeaways from this one. I think, obviously, you know, Tomasello does what Tomasello does. All right. You know, he picked up that tech ball over Gray. I mean, great match. He beat him only, he only beat him eight to three at Cliff Keen. That's that was what Tomasello's. That was Tomasello's first action back coming back from injury. So obviously, I mean, Nathan Tomasello is wrestling at a level right now that that nobody else is at the 133 pound weight class. He's and, getting better and better 
every every week. He's actually improving, right? He started off beating Mark Ray. Now he came back from what a shoulder, yeah, a shoulder injury. Yeah, and he, he beat him eight to three in his first uh, his first action back, and then he just goes out there. And I mean, it was a, it was an ugly nineteen to four. I almost felt bad for Gray. Like, I mean, they did the concussion protocol on him. I hope he was okay. They let him go out sure. back and wrestle. I mean, he, he it didn't look good. Um, so, but yeah, I wouldn't mind talking about one twenty five real quick if you. If, if yeah, that's where I, I was actually just looking at that, ready to go back to that. I know. Look, we've talked ad nauseum about Jose Rodriguez and his struggles well, then he beats as Lizak. of recent. But he, yeah, you're right. He goes out. He beats Lezak recently. Who almost who had Gilman on the ropes for a minute. Sure. But then he turns around today against Noah Ballman, you know, and these guys have known each other. They've wrestled each other a lot because they're from the same area in Ohio. Um, and he loses today. He, you know, he loses that match by decision. I think it was four to nothing, uh, four, 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 Ballman. But people, Jose Rodriguez majored him. Majored him at Cliff Keen. Yeah. And you know what's concerning me a lot? It's not only that Jose's losing, but I can tell you what, and, and this is specul- not speculation, but I can't remember. It seems to be losing a lot of matches, like scoring zero points. You know, not even like scoring a point. You're, he is not. He, he is get not out. scoring a lot of points lately. Yeah. You know, he put up. I think he beat Lezak twelve to ten. Well, I think yeah, was a score. Yeah. So and but but I was shocked when I saw that score. I mean, I was shocked. He, he I didn't get to see the match, and I tried to find it. I couldn't find it um, on the internet. But this is a shocker to me. Now, now look, we've talked about Noah Bauman. He's had some nice wins. He's pen mm-hmm. pitch pen Pichanini. Uncontrolled pen. Yeah, but he's beaten some other good kids this sure. year. Um, you know, he's a guy that I think is going to qualify for the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. Um, but Jose majored him before. And, and remember when I said that conversation when he got beat by Suriano by Techfall? Mm-hmm. And I said, if that match happened to Cliff Keen, it might have been only a loss by like five. Like we're losing that match by yeah, five. Yeah, by points. five. That's exact, this is exactly what I mean. Cliff Keen was like his NCAA tournament almost. And I don't want to beat up on the guy, man. No. Like, you know, I don't know who listens to this podcast, but. I'm just concerned. We're J Rod fans. I mean, we. Well, I don't want him to do bad. No, I mean, you know, I'm just more concerned about what's what's happening to him right now. Whether it's mismanagement of the weight, or is it the weight cut, or is it an injury? Who knows what it is? But God, like Ohio State needs some sort of points from him at nationals. I mean, we 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 have to. We, we got to get him get qualified. I don't think we're gonna get points from him from nationals. When I watch him wrestle, it looks like he's got one one. And when I say one move, I don't mean like he only has one move in his arsenal. I mean like he's got enough energy to try one move, one move like in one a match. big like yep. takedown, yep. which he did. He was in deep on Bauman and Bauman funked him, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bauman's pretty funky. Yeah, and then Bauman funked him, and then boom, it's almost like he blew his blew his lungs out. You yeah. know. All right, let's moving on from that. So great win by Luke Pletcher over Will Cole. I mean, just kind of grinded out a nice five to two victory. Will Cole's um, sneaky good. Um, He's kept a lot of matches close. Yeah, I mean he's not a ranked opponent, but yes, you know, sneaky good. I, I, I can, I can buy into that. Luke Pletcher is, he is quietly becoming one of my favorite Ohio State wrestlers to watch. And well, I think, you can't have him because I've already claimed him as one of my favorites to watch. Okay, <laughs> touche. Um, but he, you know, he had that nice win against Colton McChrystal against Nebraska. I mean, granted, he 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 went out. He took he took his lumps against Anthony Ashnault against Rutgers. Lost to Tommy Thorne. Um, he right? did. He followed the, the the Nebraska matchup with a loss against Tommy Thorne. You know what that shows? Um, a little bit of inconsistency. And you true know freshman. what? That's a true freshman. That's a true freshman. But for you, you know what? That also means that he can get hot on the right time. And mm-hmm. Who but, knows, man? I think I could think he could. We've seen crazier things at last year's NCAA tournament than Luke Pletcher sneaking on the podium this year. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
I mean, for sure. So, but to me, it just seems like every week I watch him wrestle, I see something different from him and that shows me that there's a little bit of improvement in one area. You know, I will tell you this, with the exception of um with the exception of Gulaban and even though I didn't get to see the Rutgers match, I'm going to assume Ashnault. I watched it. Pletcher doesn't get ridden very much. <laughs> uh, correct. He can get out. Um, he got out today. Anthony Ashnault put a ride on him though. Didn't uh, he? he turned him. Turned yeah. him. He, he turned got him that, with that cross, cross wrist. wrist. Yeah. Well, yeah. The east and tilt. Anthony Ashnault turns a lot of people. With yeah, that. yeah. I, I watched so. that match. It was okay. So you and I talked, and um, you know, you were like, "It's," and I think you might even said this on the podcast. It's got to be. He's got to win it on his feet, right? Yep. And he got taken down. They were battling on their feet. He got taken down, kind of on the edge. Mm-hmm. Just a little more savvy takedown by Anthony Ashnault, who's a two-time returning All-American. Yeah, and he's only a junior from Rutgers, and then. Went to work on top, ended up beating him like right. 9-3, I think. Or was it major? Maybe 11-3 or something? Uh, I think it was a major decision. I don't remember the exact score. But, but anyway, this is just, just the point I'm trying to make is I, I see improvement from Pletcher each week, which is very encouraging, especially as we enter the, the Big Ten conference season, plus, you know, obviously NCAA. So good I, for him. I see a little inconsistency in him. Mm-hmm. Improvement, sure, in your wrestling, but a little inconsistency, mm-hmm. um, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. But, you know, remember, I don't know how many losses he has, but Mymar was pretty inconsistent. Uh you know, not every freshman is, you know, Nick, Nick Suriano. There you go. Right. You know, or, or David Taylor or something like that, yeah. you know. Especially a true freshman. There's going to be some inconsistency. All right. So, I'll tell you what. Let's so that we don't spend 45 minutes on the Buckeyes. Let's just get to the two matches that I think everybody was wanting to watch. I'm good with that. Um, 174 pounds. Brian Robuto, ranked third in the country. Um, he's been a national finalist. I think he's a two-time All-American. Was going against... What do they say? Free Ian Miller? He's, yeah. the, he's the only guy in the history of the NCAA wrestling tournament to score advance, less, get, points. less points than the other guy and make the national finals. Right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. If anybody doesn't know about that, they had a scoring error in the freaking semifinals. The semis or quarters? I think it might have been. I can't remember. I think it might have been quarters it or whatever. Just just Google Free Ian Miller and yeah. see what comes oh, up. Oh, my goodness. But anyway... Uh, Real Buto was taken on number one rank today, uh, Bo Jordan. I think a match everybody was waiting to see. Obviously, Bo Jordan's missed a lot of time on the mat this year for various reasons. Um, and this would have been his first major real test yeah. um, of the season. And, you know, he, he Real Buto came out on top of that match 3-2. to two. It was a one-takedown match. 3-2, to two, and Real Buto was in on uh, Bo Jordan's legs a lot. A lot. Now, you can look at it two ways. I, and I'm going to look at it a couple different ways. One, Bo, first time back, probably hasn't been training a lot. He can keep the match tight to a returning national finalist, couple-time All-American, I believe. It's a good positive, yeah. Um, yeah. It, but at the same time, you know, Robuto was in deep a couple times. Bo sat the corner, almost had a cradle on him once, but Robuto looked pretty darn good. Bo, no ride. Where's that, the ride at? And that's kind of my thing. You know, my my concern with Bo right now is, A, we're not seeing much from him offensively on his feet, and B, his where he's strong at is putting on those rides on people, not just riding people, turning punishing. them and punishing them with turns. And we're not seeing that either. So, you know, I'm starting to get a little concerned as we get into the Big Ten season and, and the national, obviously, NCAA season as well. I'm I mean, he doesn't look I'm, I'm fully concerned. healthy to me. He doesn't look like the Bo Jordan we've seen in years past who's only lost, you know, prior to the season, who had only lost to, you know, two wrestlers. You know, what's funny is that all the other podcasts I listen or a lot of the other podcasts I listen to, they talk about – well, Bo Jordan, you know, he's really good on top, so he's going to be able to neutralize a lot of that stuff. And I'm almost like telling him to shh mm-hmm. because, like, I don't see it this year. Like, he's his last two matches, 
you know, I'm not getting into his injury. I think a lot of people know about it, but, you know, if anybody doesn't, I don't want to give anything out there that people don't know about. But I think that his injury is affecting his ability to throw that boot in and really ride tough yeah, or be able to put pressure on that area of the body. Yeah, I mean, definitely could be the case. Um, I want to say this about Brian Realbuto, though. I don't think people truly appreciate how good Realbuto is, and I think a lot of that has to do with the season that he had last year or national tournament that he had last year. He was the two seed last year. He was the two seed last year. But, you know, I think, you know, he All-American as a freshman. He was a national finalist against Isaiah Martinez as a sophomore. Last year he went into the national tournament as the two seed, but he was injured. Obviously he got upset. I think it was Leland Weatherspoon that upset him in that match. Seven to four. Um, And then Real Buto ended up going 0-2 at the national tournament that, you know, last year. And I I, I think he's kind of on – he's not at the forefront of people's minds in this 174-pound weight class, which has had a lot of – a lot of storylines with Zahid Valencia, Mark Hall, Bo Jordan, all those guys. You know, but on one of our previous podcasts when we did our midseason picks, I picked Zahid Valencia and Brian Real Buto in the finals. And Real Buto is tough. He can wrestle with anyone. Um, I – I don't, I'm, I don't doubt you at all. I, I thought this was going to be a, a toss-up match. Robuto is really damn good. He was in on Bo's legs a lot. And on high C. He's got a great shot. Robuto's got a great shot. Well, he shot. shut him down really quick. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was I think, kind of caught Bo off guard. Bo's really good. Like, right now, the way Bo's going to win matches right now, just if he's wrestling this way, mm-hmm. really great head-hands defense and get to a leg once or twice and just and stopping people from scoring on him. Mm-hmm. You know, and Robuto got the one takedown. He stopped Bo Jordan stopped him from scoring on the rest of the time. Right. But he got that one takedown, and that was all he needed. Because Bo just doesn't look like he's got the ability at this point. And now, remember, a lot of people are training throughout the year to get better. Right. Bo's just trying to get back to his old self. He's trying to get healthy. Yeah. You know? So, that's, so he, you know, forget getting better for Bo. Forget him trying to get better. He's just trying to be able to get back on the mat. For and that, sure. that's tough to do. It is. And I think it was almost – he deserved the one – the one seed or the one ranking at the start of the year. And I understand why people kept him there mm-hmm. because he hadn't lost. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was almost thinking, it was almost too much pressure. Like, look, let's, let's be realistic with him. Does he, can he still win the NCAA tournament? Yes, but he's got to be healthy and he's got to get some good training in. Right. And I tell you what, as I look at my watch, the clock's ticking down to, to yeah. March. Well, I mean, obviously he's not going to have the one seed now. I don't think I see, when I was looking at the schedules, oh, I don't yeah. think that there's anybody on Arizona State's schedule that's going to push Zahid. So Zahid should enter the national tournament undefeated, obviously getting that number one ranking. Um, even if he was to take a loss, he has such great wins because he, you know he's the one that gave Real Buto his only loss of the season. He's got multiple wins over returning All-American Leland Weatherspoon. He's going to be um, the one seed. Multiple wins over Ethan Ramos. So he's going to end up being the one seed regardless unless he – you know. But Real Buto hasn't lost, I don't think, has he? Uh, Zahid beat him. Oh, well, then there you go. Yeah, he's the one that gave Real Buto – it was. I think it was a tight match, maybe like a three-two, four-two type match. But okay, well, then, so. then there you go. He's, he's going to be the one seed. Um, you know, Bo's going to all American, in my opinion. But For sure, you know, he needs to just get healthy. If he gets healthy, he's good enough to all American just without even like having you know the whole season to train. But he's got to get healthy. If he gets healthy and he gets his timing back, and you know, he gets. Whatever whatever is hindering him right now back to where he can get on his offense, get on his rides. I mean, Bo Jordan could be in the finals, which is, which is what everybody thought. Sure. I mean, he beat a return All-American uh, against Iowa, and he was, you know, uh, a challenged close takedown away from, you know, being in this match or winning this match. So, Couldn't agree with you more. All right, how about 184, man? I mean— Love Ga- to have watched it. Yeah. 
would have loved to have watched it. Um, I didn't get to watch it. Uh, I think there was something wrong with my TV, or it could have been the track wrestling feed. I don't know, one or the other. Um, number one, Gabe Dean going over, uh, going, going, going against number ten, Miles Martin. Um, Gabe Dean wins this match by decision, ten to five. I thought I saw Miles is up at seven. I don't know why they have him at ten here. Uh, it just depends on the rankings. Anyways, all right, yeah. you, you go ahead. That was a dumb and way, stupid thing to interrupt you on. I'm, I'm looking at Ohio State's recap of this. They got him as number ten, so. He, yeah, he, he did move up to number seven in some of the rankings, seven and eight. But anyway, you know, for those that don't remember, these two met at the All-Star Classic, and Ben and I were there watching that live, and it was a complete domination by Gabe Dean over Miles Martin. Um, it was a bloodbath. It, it was bad. It was, like, it was like 15 to four or something like that? Or Yeah, I mean... It, it, was, a, it was a major. It was a major. It was bad. Um, Miles Martin has closed the gap a little bit. You know, to be able to go in... On Cornell's home mat, keep this to a decision, and, and get a takedown. Actually, took Dean down. And Ben, you made a great point talking about this earlier. Dean got a four-point turn, sure. right? He got a four-point yeah. near fall, which I mean, obviously he earned. He it. earned you it. Give that to him. Sure. He earned it. But you you take that away, and this is just speaking, you know, and kind of what generalities. Yeah. yeah, you take that away, and you've got a one-point match. So, Miles Martin is improving. I mean, he's making progress this year. He is. He's definitely wrestling a lot. Um, Better than he had at the start of the season, and I think you look no further than his um, dominating win. You know, not a, not a smash, but a dominating win against T.J. Dudley, Dudley, a returning national finalist. He beat him by the same score that Bo Nickel beat T.J. Dudley. Right, right. right. Um, and in fact, I think uh, did did we get a Twitter question about you know kind of about Miles Martin? I forget who. So we did. So one of our listeners, um, one of the few that we have, <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate you all, by the way, um, Sammy Petticos, uh I believe he is a high school wrestler in North Carolina. I think he might actually be a state champ in North Carolina, who apparently is. I can take him. You think? Um, no, no, you can't take him. Yeah, um, But you know, I just want to give a little backstory about this boy because what a small world it is. We're kind of tweeting together, you know, messaging with each other. He was asking some questions. He wanted us to talk about something regarding Miles Martin, which we'll get to in a second. But I asked him where he was going to wrestle in college, and he said he's leaning towards wrestling at a little Division three school in Ohio called Heidelberg. And we oh, are very, Berg, baby. we're very familiar with Heidelberg. In fact, one of our uh, one of the kids that we used to coach, Justin Keen, was a who is a grad assistant coach at Heidelberg right now, was an All American for Heidelberg. What two years ago? Last year. Oh, last year took fourth. Yeah, it right? took a fourth. Took fourth. Took, yeah, the kid grinded out. This kid, a couple times state qualifier in high school. You know, didn't quite reach his goals in high school. Was a second away from becoming a state placer, and we all knew his best years were ahead of him. And you know, he 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 went through years where he wasn't even starting at Heidelberg. Gets that start his junior senior year, becomes fourth in the country. Awesome, awesome. So yeah. So and anyway, just wanted to point that out there. But Sammy messaged us and said, you know, basically, you know, you got we're Ohio State homers. What are our thoughts on Miles Martin, his ability to All American this year, and. I got to thinking about that question, and I was like, "That's, it's a really good question to get because I think there was the expectations at the beginning of the year, and then we saw some of the struggles that Miles Martin had. And when he actually asked this question, it was before Mymar actually started turning things around. So it was a good time to ask yeah. the question. So, Ben, I'm going to let you go first with your thoughts. Well, yeah, and I think that I said it – I wavered a lot. So I think that even after, like, Cliff Keen, I was like, I can't see that he's not on the – not on the podium, and that's after he took a loss to uh, Zach Zavatsky. Right. And then for a minute, you know, he then he had his Midlands tournament, and I said, man, I'm not sure he's going to make the podium. You know, you lose to Jack Dekow, who, you know, is like a, a bubble podium type guy. 
And then he goes out and he just starts, you know, he beats some people up. He beats some guys up that are ranked like in the top 15. He puts it on Emery Parker. He puts it on Gravina from Rutgers. Emery Parker, Yeah, from Illinois. And then he goes out there and puts it on uh, TJ Dudley, who is legit, you know, was ranked third at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, now, and now I'm thinking there's a trend here with Miles. You know, last year he had to get used to um, the college grind when he got pulled from redshirt. This year he had to get used to being up a weight. Now he's looking pretty darn good. 184 is a tough weight class, and it's a toss-up who's going to AA. But I think Miles is going to be um, in the heat for sure, and I think he's going to AA uh, this year for sure. Now, I shouldn't say for sure, but I, I, have, a, I have a really strong suspicion that he's going to get on that podium this year, and I think it's going to be higher than a 7th to 8th. Where do you see him finishing? Like if you had to, you know, if you were a betting man right now and you had to pick, where do you see him finishing? I, I like him. I like him uh, at the five. Okay. I like him at the five. Taking a five. Yeah. And, and why? Just because is... it's such a deep weight. Okay. Okay. Um, who would you say finishes ahead of him right now? Um, you know, I'd have to look at the rankings, but I, I think that it definitely would be a uh, uh, Dean, Bo Nickel, Sammy Brooks. Um. Dean Bo Nickel, Sammy Brooks, so that's a four, and maybe maybe is, and and then it's just you know who who can't right. Nate Jackson, T.J. Dudley, Nolan Boyd, Zach Zavatsky. Just the depth of the weight class yeah. in whole. So I, I you know five was just a guess. Right. I, I still think he could finish three. I mean, I think he's got honestly. You put him on the right side of the bracket. He's he's definitely got the potential to end up in the finals. You put him on the right side of the bracket. I mean, and I, I say that so he could beat Bo Nickel. I said it. And, and the only reason I say right side of the bracket is is because listen, I, I mean, I. I think Gabe Dean is wrestling at a level that, that he's unbeatable this year, barring some sort of. Well, you I don't know, know Bo Nickel. I know Bo. Ni- yeah, I I know. I get it. I get it. But that's why I say you put him on the right side of the bracket. I think Mymar has a better chance of beating Bo Nickel than he does Gabe Dean at this point. Hundred percent. Okay. And and you know what? You want to know another reason why I think Mymar's improving? And it's funny to say that after a loss. Look at what Bo Nickel's doing to people, and he. He he ba- he had to battle to beat Mymar. I know it was eight to two. It was eight to two. But, but the battled. statistic that you put out there was Mymar gave up a takedown in the last eight seconds of each period. Of each period. All right. So that's six and got points. Reversed. That's a six point swing right there. Yeah. Okay. So he, Bo Nickel had to battle to beat Mymar, and I think it can be flipped. But I think it's I, I think I like him at the five <clears throat> spot right now mm-hmm. with up to up to three potential. Okay. Two to three potential. So one of the reasons I thought this was a great question by by Sammy when he when he emailed us this was. Going back, and I'm, I'm kind of speaking off the top of my head here, so if I've missed a statistic, I apologize. But looking back at Mymar's last season, his biggest win going into the national tournament was over Nate Jackson. And I'm not even sure Nate Jackson was ranked in the top 10 at 174 at the time. I think um, he went in seated maybe a, not an 11. I thought he was seated a little bit lower than Mymar because Mymar was the 11 right. seed. So, yeah. so, I mean, he was probably ranked anywhere between 10 and 10 and 18 at the time. So... Prior to the NCAA tournament last year, Mymar had not beaten a top 10 ranked opponent, okay? Um, then he goes in, obviously, to that national tournament. That 174-pound weight class bracket gets flipped upside down on its head. I mean, there was upsets galore between— Thanks to Matt Reed know, and Leland Weatherspoon. Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, Casey Kent upsetting Epperly in the first round as well. Yeah. You know, so that bracket got turned upside down on its head. And even then, I don't even think it was till Mymar met— Bo Nickel in the finals when he finally beat him that might have been his only win over a top 10 ranked opponent last year I think what's his face was like the 5 or 6 seed the guy from Cal State Bakersfield Hammond Hammond yeah okay I'm not sure what he was ranked okay I'm not sure like a 7 or something okay okay so uh, the point I'm trying to make is is prior to the national tournament last year Mymar didn't have any wins over top 10 ranked opponents and 
And looking at the season when Sammy asked us this question, up until that TJ Dudley match, TJ Dudley match, Mymar had not had a win over a top ten ranked opponent. He had lost, Correct. you know, he'd lost to Dean, lost to Nickel, lost to Brooks, um, lost to Zavatsky, lost to Pete Randa, lost to Randa, who's obviously in a red shirt. Yeah. You know, but then Mymar goes out and he gets that big win over big Dudley. Big win, it's and that's a huge that's a win, huge win, huge win. And also, I mean, and he he's got better. So you know, last year he didn't even have like the te- the majors over like the. Te- you know, guys in the top fifteen. This year, he's got three of them. Right. So, so he's you know, got some. I don't think people truly understand how big of a win that was over Gravina as well as an Emory Parker. So, yeah, and uh, Snyder, I think from um, Binghamton too. Oh, that's true. He majored yeah. him at the Cliff Keen, right? Tech team. Tech team. Okay. So, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is that up until this point, you know, Mymar just didn't have those marquee wins, and now he's got it. All right, so something's starting to click with him, and we're seeing improvement. So to answer the question, yes, I think Mymar gets on the podium this year. Where do you got him at? You made me pick. Okay. You made me pick a thing, and I had to pick five, and now I regret it. (laughs) Um, I don't see him finishing any lower than five. I think that Mymar has the potential to make the make make the finals. I'm shaking my head at you. I need your number. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. (laughs) Um, Based on what we've seen. And everything, I can see Mymar taking a third this Ooh, year. Ooh, I like it. All right. I'll take that. I think that if we wrestle Sammy Brooks again, I think we get him. Okay. <laughs> I think that if we wrestle Zach Zavatsky again, I think we get that match. Yeah, okay. I, I like those. He was close to beating Zavatsky at Cliff Keen. He just made some very. He got turned he got for a turned. two count when he was trying to do a roll. Exactly. Two. So, you know, I, I mean, I see Mymar in the three spot right now. And the only reason I'm saying that is because. You know, when you're going by statistics and probability, look, Dean is ahead of him. At this point in time, he's I think he's closed the gap on Bo Nickel, but Bo Nickel's wrestling at a level that's insane as well. Well, I think he's I think the gap's widened since the since since the last time they met. Yeah, obviously since right. Mymar won. Uh, I'd like to hear from the listeners of, of where they think Mymar is gonna finish or if yeah, they're not that, gonna that would finish be fantastic. So hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. Let us know what you think on Mymar's recent success and improvements and also where you see him on the podium at if you see him on the podium. So real quick before uh, we move on. What do you take of the 1918 Cornell win? I mean, is this, is this a Lehigh from the year that we won, you know, Ohio State won the tournament where they lay an egg in the national duels? Or is it just, I mean, what, what do you think? Or do you think this is the team? It's just top-heavy team and with some holes. I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest, okay? I think it is a top-heavy team with some holes. Um, I, I'm not going to blame this loss on Kyle Snyder, but let's face it, if Kyle Snyder was there today, Ohio State wins the duel, okay? Yep. Um, on top of that, yeah. You know, we are a top-heavy team. I mean, we've got, you know, three guys that can potentially make the finals, and we've got a handful, you know, four guys that could potentially make I the finals. I think you got five guys. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about like Jordan and my Oh, mark. okay, okay, yeah. Five guys that... Five guys burning have, fries, too. <laughs> five guys that definitely have a legit possibility, depending on how things that shake out, that could be finalists at the national Put tournament. It way, I can look people in the eye and say that I think that five guys have a shot. Exactly. And, I, like, and not like look away. And now, I don't think it's, you know, it's not, there are varying degrees of guaranteed, you know, shots to do it, but I, I truly think there's a path. There's, yeah. a, there's a possibility, there's a yeah. you know, and that's not us being Ohio State homers. I mean, I, I would say anybody, you know, ranked in, within the top five, top 10 in a weight class has a chance to make the finals depending on things shake out. Sure. So, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not looking too much into this dual loss. Agreed. You know, wholeheartedly agree. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, we're we're a top heavy team, and it, it is what it is. And you put Snyder in there, we win that duel. So, so 
we'll see how it shakes out. You you made the point earlier. The year in the national duels, we got upset by Lehigh. What happened at the national tournament? We won it. Ohio State won it. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the big duel that everybody was waiting for. The duel of the century, as Flow Wrestling called duel it. Duel of the century. But before that, I've got a couple questions for you. I'm what? putting you on the hot seat. You put me on the hot seat. Your ass feeling on fire because I'm putting you on the hot seat. <laughs> oh, do it. So I didn't get to uh to be on the podcast last week, and you called Dan Lobdell the uh, wrestling nomad, uh, the savant of uh, Greco-Roman and freestyle wrestling. International Greco. international wrestling. Am I a savant of anything? Do you want me to answer honestly? Yeah, or I want an friend? honest answer. Am I a savant? No. I'm not a savant. No. What does it mean? Does that mean like an expert? It just yeah, I just meant like he's the expert. He's like flow wrestling's expert. That's his passion, you know. That he loves to follow it. <laughs> At minimum, he can pronounce all the damn Russians <laughs> names cuz I can't. I can try. Sound like you butchering all the you collegiate wrestling you remember names. You remember the GMWA podcast we did yeah. where you set me up on all those hard names. I didn't realize you were doing that. In fact, uh going back to those emails that we got, uh Sean Chatterton and his email said keep giving Ben difficult names to pronounce. Oh, so he listened to that yeah, one? I nice. thought it was hilarious. So I'm not the savant of anything. I think you're a savant of statistics. No, I'm not. Yeah, you, dude, you can rattle off stuff from the top of your brain. Like, he beat this dude back in 1974, like, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're good. You're good. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, like, I want you to come over sometime and read me bedtime brackets. Like, I'm a small child, and then I'm just going to go to bed, and you just read me brackets from, like, the 1964 NCAA tournament. <laughs> Speaking of that, dude, I've been, <laughs> on nights when I can't sleep, I've been breaking out the history of collegiate wrestling I've been book and reading it. That's a pretty sweet book. Dude, there's some cool stuff in there about them dudes from a long time ago. Yeah, man. And they didn't wear singlets. All right. Come no, on. no, I mean, they wore other stuff. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like they were wrestling butt naked. <laughs> Can we get back to this big duel? Was it pretty cool to have, like, would you choose him over me on a weekly basis? Nomad? Yeah. Nomad? Yeah. You got to answer honestly. Man, don't put me on the spot yeah. like that. Like, if he was like, I'll call in every week, and it, you could be you two, it could be the, the tit, the, the inside trip. Or would you throw me off the bus? Nah, boy, you're my boy, Ben. I'm on the bus. You're my boy, Blue. Okay. You're my boy. I had to get. I had to check. But I tell you what. I. I mean, again, I can't express my appreciation. You know, enough for, for him volunteering to uh to to cover your spot that week. So, so he's would, trying to steal would, my job. Would though. love to definitely have him back on again. Oh yeah, we should have him back on again. All right. So anyway, I'll wrestle him for the spot. Duel of the Century, as Flow Wrestling called it. Um, I would definitely say it's probably the best match I've ever watched on a Facebook Periscope feed. Um, <laughs> hooked oh, up to your computer. Hooked up to, hooked up to your big screen. <laughs> Oklahoma State. Periscope feed wasn't bad. It worked, man. All those tweets, though, coming in and make me like sad for humanity. Right. Some of these kids these days. God, they use, like, just, just grow up, man. Jeez. Can we talk about this duel yet? All right, go ahead. Jeez. All right, so Penn State Nittany Lions roll into uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma to take on Oklahoma State. Number one versus number two. Oklahoma State was number one at the time. Um, they are number one no longer. Not at, anymore. And, and I, I mean, tell you what, they put it to them, and it could have been worse, starting it, off at 125. Yeah, I mean, the final score was 27 to 13. But people, let me tell you, six of those points that Okie State scored was off of an injury default at 125 when Nick Suriano could not go on. And, I'm um, nervous for him, man. I, I'm going to go on record. I'm going to say this. Yeah, we are Buckeye homers, but 
first and foremost, we are wrestling fans, and Nick Siriano is an absolute fantastic wrestler to watch. You he, said he was the best true freshman you've seen wrestling in a long time, and I, I, I'm hard to disagree. Yeah, and I hope he is okay. I want to see him at the Big Ten tournament. Did you see what he was mouthing when yeah. he got hurt? He, he, said, mean, he said, I broke, I broke my, my ankle. ankle. I broke my ankle. I broke my ankle. And when we watched it, rewatched it, it was like a, it wasn't an inversion ankle sprain, which is what I thought it was at the start, which is still a six, seven, eight week heel for a bad inversion sprain. I've had it before. It looked like it was, you know, I don't know if it's an exversion sprain or whatever, but, it, you know, it was where, like, the, um, you know, you don't roll the ankle. It goes the other way, kind of into the knee. And uh, that can that can cause a break. I don't know what he heard. If... So, And that's the thing. Look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend I'm a doctor. But typically when you sprain something, it's a minor tear of a ligament, right? It's, it's a minor tear. So, like, when you sprain your MCL, well, it's, it's a minor. It, it can be a major tear. Right. I'd it say a it's a tear, tear of a ligament. Yes. So he, he didn't say, I tore a ligament. Or something popped. But he he said, know. I broke my ankle, which is concerning. What I hope it's not is something dealing with the Achilles. I hope he didn't oh, rupture the God. Achilles. Okay. And I tell you what, and, and look, and, and, and I'm not even saying this to make this a joke. Obviously, okay, I got him on my wrestling fantasy team, so I, I'm really hoping that he does okay. But that, that's not the reason why I'm hoping he's okay, because I love to watch him wrestle. And he's an absolute stud, and I hate to see people lose years of eligibility like Cade Rock last year mm -hmm. or him this year or Max Roscoff, you know, losing his freaking final year. Hope I don't even know. Maybe he can try to get another year. This is not fun, man. Like, I yeah, I'm a Buckeye homer, and I want them to win. And you know what? If Siriano's out, does it help Buckeye's chance of winning the national title? Yes, but I would— I don't uh, want to win it that not, way. Yeah, I'm not even joking when I say that— I would rather have Siriano wrestle. Absolutely. Dude, I was looking forward to getting to see him and Gilman go at it too, too oh, many times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to see that rematch. They taped his ankle up. It, you know, and he he's a kid. He wasn't going to quit. And, you know, he's not going to quit on his team. No. Which shows a ton of balls, a ton of stones, and just a ton of heart. Dude couldn't move. I mean, get him off. We, you and I were both saying, get him, get off, him the off the mat, mat now. This don't mean shit. Get him off the mat. <laughs> you know... He mouths to his coaches, I broke my ankle. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to keep wrestling. They tape it up. He can barely walk. Kale had to throw I mean, the he towel in walk. on that. I mean, that wasn't walking. That was... Hob yeah, I mean... But anyway, so the point I'm trying to make is, is this match could have been a lot worse score-wise than well, what it already was. let's take six points away. What is that? That's, uh, that's seven? Yeah. Yeah, that's seven. That's, that's seven, and you, let's say you add three, three, three so thirty to thirty, 30 to seven. Thirty to seven. That's worse than they beat the. That's worse Dude, than the, that's an ass. The Buckeyes whooping. did better nap, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't, know, I don't know. know about that. We didn't do very well either. Oh, H, baby. <laughs> I O. <laughs> um, I knew this was gonna be a blowout. I didn't want to say it on Twitter though, because I didn't want to ruin the duel of the century. But I knew this was gonna be a blowout. Well, we've talked. About, I think you know we've made this comment a lot. Or at least I have, and I even, and talking with Nomad on last week's preview when we were talking about this as well, is like, listen, Penn State has the firepower. They got the bonus point machines. They have. They don't have holes. Minus they one don't weight. minus one weight. They just don't have holes. Every team that wrestles them, at least all the top teams, whether it's Iowa, Ohio State, uh, Okie State, whomever, they all have a path to victory. But that path is so slim, and that error for margin is so slim. Everything has to go right it don't in work. your favor. It don't work. It, it ain't going to happen. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Look, the path to victory, and Nick Seriano gives up six, and it ain't even close. It wasn't even close. So, you know, the Nick Piccinino, Nick Seriano thing, it was actually off of an escape. Um, Nick Seriano was kind of mm -hmm. doing like a head gazzoni, twisted out, and then, yeah, his left leg kind of came through on a hip heist, uh, pounded his left leg forward, and it just... Something happened. God, I, I hope he's okay. I really and, do. And I'm not even just saying this to try to like 
game. I hope he's okay. Like Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of messed up about it. Like I really hope he's okay. That sucks. Um. So anyway, I mean, I don't want to go through every one of these matches. I want to go through. Let's the talk next about one forty one. No, I want to talk about the last uh. the last second at one thirty three. How about my boy George Carpenter getting that takedown to stop the tech fall? Did you see the tweet by JP, another one of our favorite followers on Twitter, JP? JP Pearson? Yeah, he's you know a Penn State <laughs> fan. He said, George Carpenter is an American hero. Real American hero. <laughs> anyway, man, you know, good job by Carpenter. Cade Brock had that tech fall. Carpenter said, no, you don't. Took him down at the very end. Would you want to be Carpenter? Look at his last. Okay, so in the last couple weeks, he's wrestled Tomasello. Corey Clark. Gilman. Or yeah, Tomasello, Clark, Richards, Brock, and maybe Gross. No, somebody else. You didn't wrestle Gross. Oh, Montoya. Yeah, Montoya. Or Michik. Montoya or Michik. Okay. I think it might have been Michik. Montoya or Michik. So that's who he's wrestled, and then they throw him out there. He's got one win on the season. I tell you what, <laughs> I would like to give that kid a freaking like high five. Not like a you know like a high five like oh everybody gets a medal high five, but like a dude. He's battling. He's manning his freaking nuts up, dude. He he could have given up the tech fall, and he gets a freaking takedown to stop the tech fall. That's what Kale's got going on, is that he's got this dude who is wrestling Cade Brock, getting his ass kicked, and this guy kid, instead of quitting and rolling over and getting pinned, goes, I'm going to get a takedown. He doesn't stop. He doesn't give up. And that's the thing with Penn State wrestlers, though. When you watch them wrestle, man, when you watch all of Penn State wrestlers, they don't give up. Here we go. Penn State. Jesus. All right. No, moving on. I'm a Penn State fan. No, you're not. Yep. No, you're not. I'm doing it. No, you're not. I'm doing it. Richard Immel, did you see what he tweeted us? What he? Oh yeah. (laughs) So Richard Immel tweets us. He says, "How ironic is it that the Inside Trips uh, podcast uh, cover art or whatever are what, what do you call those things?" Yeah, um, Avatar. Avatar is a is a is a is a is a Michigan wrestler and a and a Penn State, Penn State wrestler. wrestler. Well, you know, and and it's actually, if people don't know where our cover art's from, it's from Tony Rotundo. Uh, yeah, Tony uh, Rotundo. Yeah, he took a picture uh, at the. Um, <laughs> at the <laughs> was that a barking frog or something? He took a picture at. The <laughs> I just farted. <laughs> God, he took a picture. at the you know who would be? You know who would be? You know who would be so disgusted at you right now? Are we gonna get a chance Christian to finish Piles. talking about Christian this? Christian Powell would be so disgusted with you right now. Why? Because you farted. I'm sorry. I like it. <laughs> um, but no, Tony. There was a picture of Mark Hall hitting a sweet inside trip on Logan Mass. At, I think it might have been what Junior World. Yeah, trials, Junior Olympic World. Trials no, it was Olympic like Trials. Olympic and, Trials. Uh, I think, and uh, yeah. Tony was gracious enough to allow us to use that art and kind of transform it a little bit. Absolutely. And we, and we totally appreciate that. So shout out to him. All right, right, so 141, there is so much controversy around this match between Dean Heil. Go ahead. Would you let me finish? Uh, Between Dean Heil and and Jimmy Gulliband. (laughs) No, we're not talking. We're not doing this. Um, Dean Heil (laughs) squeaks the win out. It's three to two, man. But I mean, look, I love the tweets that were flying out. It's like, how many times can a guy get pinned in a match and not lose the match? He wasn't pinned. Well, the ref didn't call it. No, dude, you have to be on your shoulder blades for a full second. Well, how about being on your shoulder blades for a full minute? He was not. He, he look from the periscope love- feed that I saw. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he was not. Actually, I think that at this point we had the Roku app working. Um, he wasn't Apple pinned. TV. Apple TV app. Apple yeah. TV app. Yeah. But bottom line is, Jimmy Goulabon got in on him twice. Yeah. And that shows two things. One, Jimmy Goulabon, as I said. A couple weeks ago when he beat Tover Carton, if he wrestles hard, he can beat anybody in the country. Except and, for Dean Heil. And two, uh, 
Dean Howell's impossible to take down. Because Jimmy so Goulbon takes down. down, he hit him with a high C, right? And almost took him down. He went opposite leg high C, yeah. though. At the well, end. then he hit, no, at the end, he hit him with a single, which Jimmy never hits. I'm pretty sure it was a single. I, I thought he went high C I, opposite I, side. No, it was a single, and his head popped out, from what I recall. Semantics. But either way, I mean, Dean Heil does it again, baby. He's the wizard. God, he guts it out. But there's going to be some controversy around this match for the next he uh, wasn't few pinned. days. He wasn't pinned. Um, I'll tell you, one of my favorite matches in this duel was the Ooh. next one at 149, Rutherford and Anthony Colica. I will tell you this, we are Ohio guys. Anthony Colica is originally from Ohio, from Solon, Ohio. He is definitely one of my favorite college wrestlers to watch. Um, to watch. And, um, I mean, two to one. Two to one, Zane Rutherford. And I think the difference, do you think the outcome would have been different if Colica would have deferred? in the second period? Well, I think that, okay, that's a great question. So it wasn't one of my favorite matches only because there wasn't a lot that went on, but it was very interesting to see how close Kalika was to Zane Rutherford. To answer your question, I don't think the match probably would have been different, but I think that's the call. I, unless, they're, unless they're guaranteeing, unless John Smith says we're going down no matter what, which is, look, he got ridden out. He got mm -hmm. a stalling point, but he got ridden out, and the riding time was the, was the factor in the match. Mm -hmm. Um I think you defer there, make Zane go down. He maybe he gets an escape. Maybe you get a takedown and don't have to go down. Yeah, makes so, sense. I don't know if the match would have been different, but I think that's what you do. Yeah. Um. But I get the point that maybe he went down to hey say hey well I got all my you know more of my gas tank left let's try to get out. And it's funny you bring that up because I'm just sitting here thinking what about on the flip side what if you defer you make Zane go down that period and then in the third you can go down and get Zane who might be a little more tired in the third period and it gives you a better chance to get out sure although we've seen Jane, i mean we've seen zane gas tank's not an issue um he, I mean, look he was gonna ride him out probably no matter what Kalika almost got away multiple times yeah um but zane didn't give up yeah I mean, he will no, not no. give up that top position you know and people are trying to you know i've seen on the twitter that people i've seen on that old twitter machine <laughs> that people say that that wasn't stalling. Yeah, it was. It was stalling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anytime you throw in boots, and I don't care if Kalika's knee isn't quite up when you throw the boot in. Anytime you're just throwing boots in to hang on. Because he's standing up. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. because he's standing up, even if you're not quite on there. And maybe that's not the rule book, and fine, you can come read me the rule book. That's stalling. You're stalling, and he was stalling. Um, and, I, and, you know, Zane against the top guys hasn't been able to turn him minus, not, I wouldn't say catching, but. You know, he's not turning him from the top position. He's turning him basically from quick takedowns, to, yeah. you know, to, to scores. Um, so, I'll tell you what. So how about – But Zane has looked – and I'm sorry to interrupt you no, there. No, go ahead. Zane has looked a little more human. He's won his matches, but – so against Sorensen, it was a sudden victory sudden thing. victory. Against Micah, he teched him. Micah got two takedowns. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if Micah doesn't do a couple things that I think that were technical errors, both of which landed him on his back for yeah. that total eight points, it's a major – or less. Now, I don't think Micah's going to beat Zane, but, you know, it's a little more human. And then Kalika, you know, puts makes it a one-point match, and Kalika was in on the legs a couple right. times. Kalika has a history, though, of keeping it very close with Zane. Um, I think freshman year it was 2 to nothing Zane. Last year it was 4-1 to one Zane. And uh, one of the reasons, in my opinion, is, one, Kalika can wrestle in all three positions, but also Kalika has a gas tank that can match Rutherford's as well. 
Rutherford, you'll see, has a great pace, and he has a will. You know, he has a tendency to really just break guys with that pace, um, or people just can't keep up with him. I think Colic is one of those guys. It's like, look, I can match your pace, so it's going to be a close match. But Colic, Colica has not shown that he can take Zane down, which has been the issue so far. Correct. Remember when we got to drink beers with Colica's parents or last year at the NCAA's? Yeah, that was kind of cool. And they were they were like typically. That just goes to show you that like these. Like all star wrestlings, their parents are the same as my parents. Like just nervous. Yeah. We, we were re- chat. We were chatting with them, and they're like, "Man, we just hope he can all American this year." And I looked at him and I said, "I think he's gonna pull a Dean Heil because he wasn't seated very high." Um, and I was like, "I think he's gonna pull a Dean Heil and, and place really high." And you know what he did? He took the exact same thing yeah. that Dean Heil did the first year took of being all American. Anyways, that was kind of cool. What about man Nolf man? What he teched? Yeah, he, he teched, teched him. Jojo I think Smith. I think the question isn't so much Nolf as it's. What's going on with Joe? I mean, Joe lost, I think, like it was 7-2, uh, you know, one time at the scuffle when they wrestled last year. Mm-hmm. Joe's results have been tough this year to watch. And I He's don't, obviously not at 100%. Yeah, it, for one reason or another, right? He's just not 100%. It's almost like a, a Jake Ryan situation. Now, I think Nolf, or, uh, JoJo's better than Jake, but it's like <laughs> both coaches' sons. That's in, that's yeah. really random. Um, he's regressed, and, and, I, and I don't know... Why? And I don't think it's just because, you know, he's out, you know, not working hard in the offseason. No, I mean, obviously he's not 100%, whether it's an injury or what it is, I don't know. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't – I'm going to say this. I think Jason Nolf is at a level right now and has improved so much that even if Smith was healthy, I still think you're looking at a major or even a possibly a tech fall. I, I think if Smith's healthy, it's a major. I don't think it's a tech fall. So – um, but I tell you who this next guy that's this looking pretty darn good too. Kind of, I think this might be one of the unsung, not unsung, but um, one of the heroes. I think that's going to help Penn State is Vincenzo Joseph goes out and major Chandler Rogers. He's he's improved too. Remember he lost like his second match of the year to subject from uh, Stanford. Stanford, yeah. He hasn't lost since then, except for to uh, Imar five to two. And Isaac. Oh, Jordan. and Isaac Jordan. Um, on a close, yeah, close end of the end of the match uh, reversal. Sorry, good point. Has he wrestled Logan Massa yet? Hasn't wrestled Logan. Okay. Uh, I think that'll be a good match. You know, I favor Logan in that one. Yeah. But Vincenzo, I mean, he goes out in majors. Chandler Rogers got some great attacks. Mm-hmm. Not afraid to go a little upper body. I I like him. I think that he's going to score some points. Well, I think I told you this earlier. Um, I think since that loss to Subcheck, I think the Penn State coaches have done a really good job at kind of solidifying his technique. Um, you know he. I think there was a point in time when he wanted to go big. He liked to go big. He realized it's not always going to work at this level. So they've kind of they've turned him into a more solid wrestler, you know. And at the same time, I'm going to say this: look, and I'm not disrespecting Chandler Rogers at all, but Chandler Rogers is kind of a one-trick pony to me. I mean, he's a guy who's got basically, like you said, a good fireman's carry, um, but he is a big move guy. He's constantly looking for the big move, which and he makes catches him, a lot which, of people. Yeah, which makes him exciting to watch, but. You know, you're going to see him catch guys and pin them, much like he did against Daniel Lewis of Missouri. And you're also going to see him go out against guys like Vincenzo Joseph and try to go big move and wind up on your back a few times and then get majored. So, And you, and you know what? Uh, you know, a, a, a proverb, a wrestling proverb once said was, don't wind up on your back, bro. Was that a proverb? Or, it, was a, it was a proverb. Is that our intro? It's, it, it's the intro for the inside truth. <laughs> Look, at some point, we're going to be making t-shirts and on the back of them, they're going to say, don't wind up on your back, bro. And they're going to be sweet. I'd wear one. Yeah, I'm going to wear one too. So anyways, let's right. finish this duel up. Yeah, let's finish talking about this duel. Uh, Mark Hall guts one out against Kyle Crutchmer. Good win for him, 3-2. to two. I mean, what, what can you say, dude? I mean... I, I don't know. I, I thought he would be better. 
I said this to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I thought that he would be better. I thought that he was like, and because you know, junior world champ, and you know, he's got huge hype. Which is, so maybe maybe it's my fault and the media's fault for the reason why I thought he'd be better. Because it's not like he's bad. He goes and kicks ass at the Southern Scuffle. But you know, so okay, you, you're telling me that you thought Mark Hall would be better, and this is and this is where I struggle to comprehend. I thought he was. Like, I thought he was Kale. Like I really but did. Even, I th- even Kale had a red shirt. Yeah. Okay. Kale had a red shirt. Mark Hall's a true freshman who, as a true freshman, has two losses on the year. One to C.J. Brucky of Central Michigan at an open tournament earlier in the season. His other loss was his first match out of redshirt against Alex Meyer in a hostile environment. But he went to the Southern Scuffle. He dominated the Southern Scuffle. Preach had a pretty close one with him. Yeah, he did and until I, he got I, stuck. I, I, okay, I knew okay. you were going to Until he got that. stuck. No, sure. I'm just saying. He got Gator. He got, okay. he got some Matt job. Okay. And since that loss to Meyer, I mean, Hall's won every match. He majored Ryan Christensen. He pinned Kresovic from Ohio State. All right, who's a backup? I get it. Um, but he's winning matches. He wins. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, he teched Brunson. Teched Brunson. Gabe, you know, Brunson from Illinois, his first tech fall ever in his college career. Texting was 17 to 1. But I guess, I guess what you're. And then he beats Crutchmer yeah, again, second yeah, time. Yeah, who's a returning All-American, almost a finalist, actually, semi-finalist. Exactly. I think you're just mistaking. When I say I thought he would be better, I thought he'd be rolling dudes up and it would be like a surefire NCAA champ, which he probably will be like next year. You know, like I just, I don't know, man. I think maybe Are you, are you saying you more expect him to light now. the scoreboard up more than yeah, what he has been? Yeah, okay. that's what I mean. I thought, And it might be the media train that like, that like he was a freaking second coming of Kale Sanderson. Like, th- think about it. Dude, they had like a, a day on flow, like dedicated to his announcement of where he was gonna go. Sure. And, and so I just thought he would be like, un, not almost untouchable until it got maybe to the top guys. And and it shows now that he's that he's not. He's wrestled some tighter matches. You know, he's gonna all American. I think pretty damn sure. And I think he's got a good chance of, um, you know, of winning it all. But so, so I guess when I say I thought he'd be better, I didn't mean it as. He's not good. I just meant that I thought that he was going to really like. I thought he'd be put into these type of people. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. But I, your dog's I, sneaking in the podcast room. Oh, Max, trying to get on the podcast. Um, I think it shows a lot of a lot of improvement from getting pulled out of red shirt and going into a hostile Carl Hawk, Carver Hawkeye Arena against a returning All American and Alex Meyer and losing a close match to going into a another hostile environment down at Stillwater, Oklahoma in the duel of the century or whatever, at least the duel of the year against a returning All-American and then finding a way to win this match sure. three to two. I, th- I, I mean, think, to me, I, I that, think he's a that, phenomenal wrestler. That is, I mean, that that's champion material yeah. right there. And, 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 I, and I don't want to say, like I said, I don't want the Penn State, because I know we have a, we have a decent uh, Pennsylvania listening mm-hmm. following, and I'm not saying that Mark Cole's not a great phenomenal wrestler. I'm just saying I thought... In my mind, I thought he was like no untouchable. Okay, gotcha. does that make sense? It does. Okay, it does. So, so, so I apologize if, if I misinterpreted kind of what I was trying to say. But anyways, hey, he he ekes it out, and then Bo Nickel goes and just sticks Nolan Boyd and makes him look freaking silly because that's what Bo Nickel does. <laughs> he makes him look freaking silly. He makes everybody look silly. He's he pinned him in thirty eight seconds. He's silly looking. He pinned him in 38 seconds. Nola Boyd took fourth in the NCAAs last year at 184. Uh, what did Sammy Brooks take last year? Because he pinned him in a splatle in like 38 seconds. I think Brooks took seventh or eighth. This is random that Bo Nickel pinned Nolan Boyd and Sammy Brooks in 38 seconds. They pinned did you realize in- that at the exact same time? 
Nicholas has some 38 second type thing. I don't know. He finishes quick. <laughs> you know what? That's what his girlfriend told me. Oh, we're going there. Really? We're going there? We're talking about pinning. Jesus. No, so, Bo Nichols is a freaking... Um, that was man, I, unacceptable for me to say. No, it is what it is. I'm pretty uh, sure his dad listens to the podcast. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. I, uh, you have to talk into the microphone. I, know, I had to... I had to plug Fart. plug the computer in. Man, I, I, I did not want to get on the Bo Nickel train all year. Oh, you like, wanna, I, you, I you I said not, on the podcast that you didn't like the guy twice. I said, Oh, I hate that guy. No, you said I don't like that but guy. I, I want him on my team. He's on my fantasy team. He is on your fantasy team. Dude, just panning dudes. Dude, he's just just making dudes look stupid. Yeah, but you know what? Sammy Brooks or uh, Pat Downey thinks he's a bum. Pat Downey thinks Bo Nichols a bum. But in Pat Downey's defense, he says he only calls out the guys that he has respect for. Ooh. Okay. You know who I'd like to talk to? Pat Downey? I'd like to talk to Pat Downey. I would too. Let's see if we can get that good happen. We're going to see. Let's try to get him on the podcast. I'd like to I'd like to have that happen. All right. So anyway, basically to sum up this duel, Penn State goes out and they win. Well, one, two, three, Basically, all the matches from 149 all on to, to close and out the include, duel. Yeah, and that includes Siriano, you know, injury default. And... By the way, Neville's beat Derek White. Schaefer did not wrestle. And Derek White's been wrestling a lot for Oklahoma State. I hope Schaefer's okay. Mm. He's another guy that I would like to see, obviously, at the national tournament yeah. in that heavyweight weight class. Um, Neville's decision, Derek White, 10-5. to 5. I wonder how that would have been with Schaefer. I mean, heavyweights, dude. Yeah. The heavyweights. I mean, Neville's going to beat Schaefer, I think. Is he going to beat Snyder? No. He, All right, then. You got to put on him, dog. <laughs> All right, man. Don't wind so... up on your back, bro. <laughs> all right, guys. I think that's all we got for you today. Thanks for listening. Again, this is the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at the Inside Trip one If you want to send us an email, do so at theinsidetrip1 at gmail.com. We are available on all the typical podcast sites, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and SoundCloud. Just Google us. We're someplace out there. Hope you enjoyed it. That's all we got. Peace out.